You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Two games in particular, we had every chance to win and we didn't. Um, we had a, a lot of talk amongst the team about that last year or last week, um, and the guys found a way to, to finish the game when they needed to. So we, we just need to do the same thing on the road. You know, it's kind of a challenge going on the road. It's even more of a challenge when you're playing a night game, have to sit around the hotel all day. Uh, sounds like we're going to have three night games in a row, so we're going to have to adapt and, and play well in those games starting this week. We're, we're very aware of it, you know. You guys talk about the, the struggles to win on the road, but there, there were struggles to win, period, no matter no matter where we were, you know, in the past. So, uh, you know, those those are things that, that we had to overcome, you know. Yeah, we uh, we just talked about that after practice, how we haven't uh, won a road game under Frost. So it's a big precedent right now, uh, pressing issue on our minds. So we're focused, ready to roll. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. This segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill with five locations in Omaha, one in Lincoln. Get into any of those Tanner's locations. Watch Saturday night's Nebraska-Illinois game at 7 o'clock, Big Ten Network. All the college football action. you got Wisconsin and Michigan opening things up at 11 a.m., uh, so you got an excuse to leave your house, go watch college football all day. I know Robin and I will be watching college football for most of the day before. Um, we won't be at a Tanner's, unfortunately, drinking a cold beer, but we will be enjoying maybe some pizza and, and uh, champagne. Oh, yeah. Papa Dell's is on Papa the Papa Dell's on the – all right. Well, guys, you heard the road struggles for Nebraska. Um, they've lost eight in a row on the road. I did some digging, though. Robin, Nebraska in those eight losses has been an underdog in terms of Vegas point spread, seven of eight. The only time they were favored on the road was two weeks ago at Colorado, and they lost that game. Hmm. Uh, but they were even slight dogs at Northwestern last year. They were slight dogs at Minnesota and Riley's final year. Then the other games, they were pretty decisive dogs in. I mean, you're talking at Michigan, at Wisconsin, at Ohio State, Penn State. at Penn State. So um, Nebraska, yes, they've lost eight in a row on the road, but where the program's been at, the numbers say they should have lost at least seven of those eight in terms of the point spreads. Yeah, and I think it's not just the losses. And you know, granted, they were heavy underdogs in all those games, but the fact that they've not even been competitive in the majority of those road games, I think that that's kind of the the real separator. Is yes, they've lost eight in a row, but they've been blown out in. Maybe. Well, and they've kept their starters in, like at Penn State, mm-hmm. to kind of like make it look. I mean, I've had one former player, I won't name him, but he goes, you know, you, you could almost throw some of the stats out from some of those Riley years. When they're keeping the starters in and blowouts right. late and just letting guys rack up. Tanner them. Lee's 400-yard day against Penn State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most meaningless 400 yards in history. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that is kind of, I think, as much of an issue that I think has been shored up. Granted, the, the wins haven't come, but uh, the last few road games, you could make a pretty strong case Nebraska should have won uh, quite a few of them. At Iowa. Yeah, at Iowa. At, at Ohio State Western. was close. Yeah, and so, I mean um, – the, the, the improvement there, you know, is tangible. And you can say that Nebraska, you know, they're, they're at least competing. And, that, again, that seems like a small, you know, meaningless thing for, for a Nebraska like team a to say. Right, right. But it's, it's progress. And so, you know, eventually that tide is going to turn to where uh, you finally do win one of those road games. And then you say, you know, you have belief that, well, we can do this. We just did it. And then all of a sudden it becomes a snowball effect in the right direction. So I, I think that that's what makes – this weekend's game so important. I mean, you were a heavy favorite on the road in your first Big Ten game of the season. Uh, you can make a statement not only to the rest of the country, but to yourself that, uh, I mean, don't set the tone right Nebraska's away. been a double-digit favorite, to my knowledge, every time they played Illinois since they've been in the Big Ten, and they've only lost one of those games, and that was the game 
the, uh, the Tommy Armstrong throw on fourth down. The mismanaged. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. Interim head coach uh, Bill Cubitt game where they called the bootleg, which you know it's it's a time eating play because the quarterback is going to roll out and run. The problem is you're not supposed to throw it. Yeah. And Tommy threw that ball to Divine, and Divine yes. didn't even know he was going to throw the ball. Well, and that was Divine's freshman year, right? Yes. That, I mean that was kind of his breakout game. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. Yeah, two I touchdowns. was getting ready to – so we do the – it was a 2.30 game, and we go on at 6 on KTV right after the game. And I'm sitting there getting ready to go on with Andy Kendi. And I, I, I couldn't believe what I saw when we were out there. I, I, I've never seen a mismanaged time deal because they would have punted the ball to Illinois with maybe 20 seconds left. Mm-hmm. And instead, it gave them an additional 40-some seconds, and they got like over a minute to engineer the game-winning drive. Yeah. And so, much better field position. Yeah. And Nebraska's defense completely collapsed at the end there. I think they had a couple pass interference yep. calls that let him just drive right down the field. Anyway, so <laughs> back to that. So th- I mean, those are the games that you know you, know, you can make sure Nebraska's – make a case that they've kind of stepped over their own feet a few times over the last few road games. But you could also make just as strong of a case that, you know, they, they were the better team in, in those games and should probably should have won. So that's the next step. And it starts Saturday. And as long as they can go out, play well, and just continue to build off what they've done over the past few weeks, this should be a game that Nebraska, you know, wins and wins convincingly. And then you're talking about a completely different team from a confidence standpoint going into Ohio State than you were two weeks ago. There's no question. I, I feel like Scott Frost, you know, over the last year or so, he's said several times, we, we got to learn how to win. And, and I feel like it's got to happen for you to, to really believe that you can do it. And, and, and this weekend, I think, is a good opportunity for that to finally happen, for them to finally get that road win on the, on the, uh, or win on, a, on the road and know that they can do it and, and learn how to close it out and, and get it done. I mean, they've been so close. I mean, the Northwestern game and Colorado game, I mean, those are two, I, I think, of the, in recent memory at least, two of the worst losses or, or more heartbreaking losses for Nebraska fans because they had it wrapped up. I mean, it was it was there for the taking, and somehow they found a way to lose those games. So uh, if they go into Champaign and, and find a way to win, that that's uh, I think that's a major step in the right direction. Guys, uh, we got to talk some offensive things here. Offensive line, Brennan Hymas uh, leaves that game with an injury. Good thing is we've seen him practicing this week. Otherwise, Brock Bando will be the guy. I'll be curious kind of how – I know – Scott Frost has played it close to the vest all week, but supposedly he's practiced. I mean, we'll find out if that was a smoke screen or if that was legit um, because I have a sense that there could be some gamesmanship with how they've played this, uh, but maybe I'm wrong. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And I know that other people um, around campus have seen him on a little uh, scooter, like the little cart uh, that you roll around in. So, you know, they're being very cautious with him. But the fact that he's out there uh, without any – he didn't have any sort of brace or anything um, on his leg or knee. Then all of a sudden he gets in the back. He's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> they, they suit him up just to walk <laughs> by the media. Yeah, walks around the corner and just Pelini, Didn't Pelini or someone used to do that? Like they would have the guys not come out until we left the field. Yeah. Yeah, which again, or they would divert. You know, if, if guys were they'd make them suit up, and not then practicing. <laughs> or yeah, I know Callahan. There was a couple of times where guys he would make guys suit up even if they weren't actually practicing. Just that way, if people saw whatever, he's very paranoid. I yeah. want Sean Callahan to write down that he was practicing. Yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> again, gamesmanship I think is very much in play here. But uh, when we 
when he walked by, he wasn't limping. He was in full pads. He looked like he had practiced. Uh, so, I mean, that's at least encouraging to where, you know, he's not out there uh, in shorts and a, and a jersey, uh, you know, not doing anything. So we'll see how much his actual snap count is. Maybe they're just going to throw him out there and see what he can handle. And if he has any setbacks, they're going to put Bando in immediately. But, uh, you know, I, I guess if nothing else, it's encouraging. And then obviously Cam Taylor Britt practiced in a green jersey as well. And I, I think to me the thing is, is in assuming it's an ankle, um, you know, which which I think it was at least a lower foot type of deal or lower leg type of deal. You don't. I think you still want to be careful, even if he has been practicing and and he's he's good to go. I think you still want to manage this correctly because the last thing you want is to roll him out against Illinois and have him re-injure it or or have it become a worse issue and then all of a sudden you're you're having Brock Bando make his first career start against you know a against guy like, a first round draft yeah, pick yeah against a first round draft pick or and against a defensive line that's full of pass rushers that that's not good so it'll be interesting to see how they handle Hymas yeah week. they need him much more for the next week than this week and you would hope this is a game Nebraska can get by without Brock Bando but you know he's never played a full game in his career so if he is the guy, it will be interesting to see. But when we come back, we're going to talk defensive storylines and what to watch for Nebraska. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.